Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. So today, I want to show you something pretty cool on how to make some slight changes in your breath, your breathing, to help you lower cortisol and pull yourself out of a stress state, anxiety, and even a panic attack. Now, you can also use this if you have asthma or if you're just not able to sleep. I use this technique every single night before I go to bed to just put myself into a deep sleep pretty fast. All right, so this entire topic revolves around one muscle called the diaphragm, which is a fascinating muscle. The diaphragm is the only skeletal muscle that has both involuntary and voluntary function. In other words, it can run automatically without you even thinking about it. That's called involuntary. And you can also control your breathing. So you can bypass this involuntary mechanism all right, so this diaphragm, it's right underneath your lungs. And if you ever look at that, what happens with the diaphragm, it acts like a parachute. So when it contracts, the parachute goes down and it pulls oxygen into the lungs and they expand. And then when it releases and relaxes passively, you can actively relax it. And then the pressure of your lungs, once you get this oxygen in, will release mostly passively and allow CO2 to exit your body. A lot of times people, when they think about stress, they think about needing more oxygen, but you really don't need more oxygen when you are in stress. You need a balance of that CO2 and oxygen. To allow oxygen into the cells, CO2 is needed. So let's say, for example, you have someone in a panic attack, right? What are they doing? They're hyperventilating. They're getting a lot of oxygen with very little CO2. So what can they do to pull themselves out of that state? They can breathe in a paper bag to get more CO2, which can help the absorption of oxygen. So it's not just about increasing oxygen. It's about putting in this balance of oxygen and CO2. Now, the diaphragm, which is right underneath your lungs, is a very ignored muscle. It's so important because it works 24-7. It can't take a break. It works constantly to deliver oxygen in the body and get rid of your CO2 to balance that state. And so it has to work when you exercise, when you're sleeping, it has to work constantly. By the way, when you do exercise and you push yourself, you might feel like side pain on the side of your, your rib cage. That is the diaphragm uh, cramping. And so if you're not used to that level of exercise, it can definitely uh, be an issue and it can actually stop you from exercising because it can go into a cramp. Also, hiccups are related to a diaphragm problem. This is why, for example, hiccups are triggered by stress. And so stress can affect uh, the nerve signals that can create this inappropriate signaling to the diaphragm, which can then cause this irregular hiccup effect. Now, the diaphragm is 100% controlled by a nerve. It's called the phrenic nerve. And you have two of them. The one on the right side, though, does also innervate the gallbladder and the outside of your liver, the liver capsule. Now, there are some mixed reviews as far as um, whether it innervates the gallbladder and the liver or not. I think it does because if you have pressure within the bile ducts, 
If you have pressure within the gallbladder, if you have pressure within the liver, you're going to get this referred pain from the phrenic nerve that goes up to the right side of your neck through here. It can go to your right trap. It can wrap around to the rhomboid area right through here. So anything right here is usually the phrenic nerve being referred from down in the gallbladder. So just from a treatment standpoint, if you have right shoulder pain and you get treated for this area and you don't get relief, that's because it's being referred from down in the gallbladder area. Chances are you ate something that you shouldn't have eaten or you overate something that you should be eating. You just ate too much and you're getting bloating. So there's other things that can affect this nerve other than just being in stress. For example, you can have gallbladder problems. You can have gallstones. You can have bile sludge. You can be a diabetic and have this condition called diabetic neuropathy, which affects the phrenic nerve, in which case the remedy for that is benfotamine, okay? So just make a mental note, if you are a diabetic and you have that problem and relating to the gallbladder, the antidote, the real simple solution is to take something called tutka to help you uh, thin the bile and that gets rid of that referred pain pretty quick. Okay, another condition that can affect this nerve is an, a hernia. There's a weakness within the collagen tissue that separates and it's bulging up into the stomach area. And so that can put pressure on the phrenic nerve as well. But I think out of all the things that can affect breathing in the phrenic uh, nerve, uh, bloating is at the top of the list. You also have another thing called gastric bypass surgery. That can affect the phrenic nerve. In fact, 20% of everyone who gets that surgery has a problem with the phrenic nerve and they have pain to the right side. So that being said, how does one lower cortisol by changing their breath pattern? What you do is you actively take over this automatic system. And so you start putting control in and start regulating the pattern of breathing. Anytime you're in this sympathetic flight or fight state, the typical breathing is not going to be a balanced inhalation and exhalation. It's usually going to be like this. It's a short exhalation. The inhalation is going to be longer than the exhalation. So the simple solution is just to balance out your breathing. So the first thing I'm going to recommend, and you can use this throughout the day, like just do it five minutes before you go to bed. Do it five minutes through the day, you know, if you're stressed. You want to breathe through the nose, okay? And you want to breathe in for four seconds, okay? And you want to breathe out for four seconds. Just balance your breathing. And I recommend you breathe through your diaphragm. And the way you do that is you put your hand on your stomach and you push out the stomach as you allow the diaphragm to pull the air in, okay? I mean, you can breathe through your chest, but I recommend you breathe through your stomach because it's just going to be less stress on your body. So let me demonstrate. Now you couldn't see that, but I basically counted in four seconds in and four seconds out. If you did that for one to five minutes, you'd feel very, very relaxed. I recommend you do it while you're driving. I recommend that you do it if you're walking in nature through the day, just for five minutes. It will greatly help pull you out of stress and reduce your cortisol levels. Now, there's something else you can do to take it to the next level. And this is really good if you're in a major stress state, okay? 
So what you're gonna do is you're gonna keep your inhalation constant, like four seconds, but you're gonna increase the time of which you exhale, okay? So you'll breathe in for four seconds and you'll breathe out for like seven or eight seconds. Now, what is that gonna do? It's going to stimulate a part of the nervous system called the parasympathetic nervous system. And that is a system that reduces adrenaline. It helps reduce cortisol. That is a system that helps you go into the deep delta wave sleep. And so you're bypassing this automaticity of this phrenic nerve and you yourself are now in the driver's seat and you're switching from the sympathetic mode to the parasympathetic mode. So in one of the studies, uh, there was a significant decrease in cortisol levels after 45 minutes of using these breathing exercises. And they mentioned uh, that cortisol is a hormone that can be easily affected by your breathing. And I listed in the description uh, other studies that shows that when you do these breathing exercises, your cortisol levels will go down. And here's another study uh, using deep and slow breathing techniques to reduce anxiety and vagal outflow. That's the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is responsible for something called the parasympathetic activity in the body. That's the system that helps you relax, helps you sleep, and helps you digest. And here's another study uh, called the effect of diaphragmatic breathing. That's breathing through your diaphragm on attention, negative effect, and stress in healthy adults. So in this study, they compared uh, people who did the breathing exercises to people who did not, and there was a significant lowering of cortisol after these breathing exercises compared to no changes in cortisol levels in the other group. And so they concluded that when you breathe with your diaphragm, you will improve sustained attention as well as lowering your cortisol levels. And I want you just to do this breathing exercise for a couple minutes, and then I want you to comment down below of what you experience. If you've never done this before, I think you'll notice a pretty big change in your stress level. Go ahead and try it now. <laughs> 